Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for On the Money, presented by Embassy National Bank. Hello, everyone. This is Joe Moss. I'm the moderator and host of On the Money and brought to you by Embassy National Bank. As you know, Embassy National Bank, our job is to help small business. And this is uh, this this uh, radio show is one of those ways. Today, um, we're going to talk about an interesting topic of why attend, uh, why get involved in outside networking groups, and uh, why get involved in, in chamber and those kinds of things. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, different types of networking groups, what to expect, what not to expect, what's good for you, what's not good for you, how to best use your time. Um, and, and today to do that, we've got two great guests. First is Michael Gifford, who is the president and founder of National Business Chamber of Greater Gwinnett. Mike, welcome. Thank you. And we also have um, Calvin Kuhn, who is owner of Southern Cal Flooring, but he's uh, representing today as a consulting director of the North Georgia Business Connection. Um, Calvin, welcome. Good afternoon, Joe. Thank you. And I ask, uh, in your business name, I asked earlier, what does the Cal and owner of Southern Cal Flooring stand for? And you told me it stands for Calvin. So I thought maybe it'd be California or something, but I guess not. That's part of the, um, that's part of the allure. If, <laughs> if people know me, they understand the, uh, the joke, Southern Cal. I understand. Well, um, thanks for both of you all being here. Um, and like I said, we're going to talk about how your organizations can can help, but more, we're going to talk more about um, the the thought pattern that uh, I, as a small business owner, should have relative to networking groups and functions. So, Mike, I'm going to start with you. Why don't you give us um, just a little bit about the National Business Chamber of Greater Gwinnett? What you do. Uh, who you are, and uh, I'll follow up some questions, and we're going to turn over and do the same thing with Calvin. So, Michael, I'll start with you. Okay, thank you very much, Joe. Uh, the National Business Chamber actually started in 2013, and I opened up the Greater Gwinnett chapter in August of 2014. Uh, my background is marketing. I've got over 26 years in marketing. I've started various businesses over the years. Uh, one of the questions that I often get, most often get is, why did you start another chamber? What's the matter with the one that's already there? And my response to that is, well, you know, there are different uh, focuses, different purposes for each chamber, for each networking uh, organization and so on. We're a, as opposed to a typical chamber, which is more of a business to business model, we're more of a business to consumer model. And as a marketer myself, I'm actually very hands-on in the leadership of, uh, of this chamber. So I'm actually out uh, working on behalf of my members. Uh, we do have the traditional events such as the networking meetings and so on, but actually I'm out uh, working to promote my members on a daily basis. So you're actually out there promoting what they do to increase their sales. Exactly. That's exactly. And, and I gave, when I came in, I gave each of you my card, which is kind of a uh, a business card on steroids, I suppose, but it's a large card and it lists uh, my members because that's who I'm out promoting. I, I'm, the, I'm promoting my members first, and as a result of that, and I think Calvin mentioned this in the, the pre-show comments, that uh, when you do that, you benefit from it yourself. Okay, gotcha. Okay, let me come back to that. Um, 
Calvin, you're a consultant director for the North Georgia Business Connection. Tell us about that, how it started, what you guys do, what's your mission, et cetera. Uh, super. Uh, Joe, the North Georgia Business Connection is local, it's growing, it's business. And that's basically what we do for all of our members. Um, it's funny. I was, uh, I was drug into this environment, kicking and screaming. Uh, in 2008, when the economy changed, a builder that Southern Cal Flooring work did, for, uh, did work for called me up and said, um, I'm part of this organization. You need to come visit. And I thought what many people think, networking is not for me. I don't need to have coffee and cocktails and pass business cards back and forth. Uh, after the third invitation, I finally went, and 20 minutes into it, I realized that my paradigm had been completely wrong. I joined immediately, and it's literally saved my business. So the North Georgia Business Connection is uh, unique, and it has 12 chapters. Uh, it's part of a larger organization. They're not individual groups. So we take uh, exception. Uh, we're trying to define us into individual groups. Um, and we take individual members, and we mentor them. And we help them grow their businesses. And we do that in multiple ways. We have special training. We have mentorships. We have uh, mastermind groups. We have common one-on-ones. We have uh, an organization that started in 2000. It was um, created by Rob Donahue. Uh, Rob Donahue is the owner of Sure Thing uh, Home Inspections. He's uh, from the Northeast. He created this uh, 15 years ago now. We have about 170 members. And many of them have been with them the original 15 years. Okay. Um, let me stop for a minute. It sounds to me like the, the objective and the mission of you two are somewhat different. Uh, Mike, let's go back to you. You sound like you're helping your members actually market their product, where, um, Calvin, you're kind of uh, educating your members. Um, Mike, you want to respond to that first? Well, actually, I'm, I'm doing both because okay. we, do have, we do have our educational opportunities. We do have seminars held by experts in their field as well as a networking event. So, I'm, uh, the, again, we take the traditional route to some extent of the networking and chamber, but the added dimension is that personal hands-on me trying to get out and, and represent. And, and, again, it's not like I'm going business to business for each one of my members uh, I'm going as a whole and presenting, like I say, with my with my business card that says, "Here's who are here's who my members are." And I've actually had people come to networking events as a result of that. Okay, okay. Um, how does your mission, um, Calvin, um, different from his? N- not really. In in fact, um, it, it might be just a slightly different course. But we also do both. Okay. Um, we have a, a marketing um, department of record. Uh, that goes out and creates marketing, creates collateral material. Um, so we're fair and consistent and uniform in everything we produce at, at all our different chapters. Um, we promote all of our uh, members. We do it on our website. We do it through Facebook. We do it through, we're starting a, a Twittering campaign. We're a little, a little behind the eight ball on that one. Um, we do it through uh, local events, expos. Um, we're members of, um, of many, many community groups. And we really just strive to get the word out that if you're looking for a specific product or service, we've got members that can can produce that for you. Okay, and and Mike, um, um, you started this yourself. So what led you? To, you've you've been in a small business guy. You were telling me before the show for twenty plus years. What led you to start this particular um, group? 
there's, I always try to say this in as positive a way as I can, but there is a, a segment of the business community that's not being served well um, by the longer established organizations. And that is the small business person. And, mm-hmm. and I think, I'm not going to put words in Calvin's mouth, but I see him shaking his head. I think he agrees with me that uh, the small business person is often overlooked at the bigger organizations because um, they're not the big player. They don't have a lot of money. They haven't had a long track record, and they're not political. And so I saw an opportunity to uh, fulfill a passion of mine, which is to help that person who is the one who gets up every day and struggles on a daily basis to keep their business going. And they wear all the hats and, you know, they're the ones who get up and say, I don't want to do this anymore, but they do it anyway. And so that's the person that I want to represent. And I don't feel like in a large extent that they're being represented in larger organizations. Um, Calvin, you want to comment on that? Yeah, I, I love everything he just said. I love the fact you said it was not political. That whole part of it it's just kind so of slipped my mind when I was doing all my show prep. But um, it, you're just, both of you sound like you're just in the in the business to try to help people like yourselves. You know, Joe, we, one of the, the policies and procedures we follow, we don't allow our members to talk religion or politics during, during meetings. It, no one's going to change anyone's mind. We're here to help each other's business grow, and all good comes from that. Okay, okay. And, Mike, uh, share some of the businesses that you've had prior to this. And, uh, and I want you to lead into the answer to the question, because b- before the show you said some businesses don't necessarily lend themselves to chamber types of things. So I want to talk about that, because as a small business owner, I only have so much time. And the last thing, and my personality, the last thing I want to do is go to something where I'm going to be sold to all the time. I mean, if I know I'm going to learn something, sure, but I don't want to go somewhere just to have a cocktail and tell everybody I was there. So, you know, Mike, tell us your prior businesses and and uh, and um, how certain people um, probably shouldn't necessarily go to a massive chamber event. I started in 1991, I started a collegiate licensing company where I made products with the college logos on them. Uh, My market, my target market was, of course, every college football fan in the country, but my distribution was primarily uh, college bookstores and, you know, bookstores and sporting goods stores and so on like that. And so it never, at that point, it never occurred to me about joining a local chamber because my business was national. I was focused on a national market. And then I still have a, a um, web design company, and I had a, a client that provided 95% of my business for many years. And so, again, there was no need for me to attend networking events. I didn't need any more business. Well, that sounds kind of funny, but I didn't want any more business. because So I why go to a local networking event when one of your clients may be out in the Midwest in a bookstore somewhere? Right. And, and my first exposure to a chamber was when I became a partner in a cleaning company back in uh, 2009. And so I went and became a part of that, and that was my first real exposure to any kind of networking. And I'll, you know, I'll confess, I didn't participate. We joined the chamber. The, the mentality uh, among 
a lot of folks is you open a business, you join a chamber. You open a business, you join a chamber. That's the two of them are supposed to go together. Um, so it does have its advantages, but you have to find the one that is most beneficial to you. Calvin, you said you started going to this one, and it's changed your business before you thought, I don't need to go to these things. Um, I was listening to you a moment ago, Joe, and I was you. I literally got drug in. If this man was not larger than me and it was not somebody that provided a lot of income for me as a builder, I would have never went. What I learned was what I had done um, was I had actually visited a chamber uh, once and only once. I'd, I'd had an, uh, what we call an open networking experience where you walk into a room and um, th there can be multiple businesses representing the same business category in that room. That did not work for me. I had several people approach me um, that I had a lot of chiropractors come up to me, found out I was in the flooring business. You need my services. Your flooring people need my services. The people that do this need my services. I was taken aback by it. I didn't attend another uh, organization like that for many years until I was invited to the NGBC. They're what we call a closed network. In a closed network, um, and you'll appreciate this, we have a rule. You can't sell it. You can only tell it. We're not allowed to approach other business members. We're not allowed to approach visitors, guests, or substitutes that come in. We're there knowing that we're the only business category in that chapter, and that's the only one that's allowed in. So we take time to build business relationships. The trust will form, and if they want to do business, they will approach you. They'll learn, and they'll become a salesperson for you. Mm -hmm. And after I learned that, again, it took me 20 minutes, um, we exceeded uh, – my, my business um, got over $100,000 in gross revenue from referrals from one chapter in the NGBC. Hmm. We produced over $15 million in realized revenue for our, our businesses, our members' businesses, just last year. Hmm. So it's a process, but it's built on trust and representing each other. Mike, you brought up an interesting thing. You had a national business, and before I was looking through everything, and I said, all right, I can see – um, why an insurance salesman would want to go to a chamber event. I can see why a CPA would want to go. I can see if I'm a, uh, a, a lender and I work for Embassy National Bank why I should go. i got to go sell myself. However, what about, um, for example, a hotel owner? I mean, he just he's does a little bit of marketing, but most of his stuff is associated with a brand. Uh, so he gets his marketing over the Internet. What about some guy that owns a, a convenience store, for example? Um, what about someone um, who just, like you before, everything you sold was through a national uh, network and it was through the Internet. So why should those kinds of people, let me, let me ask it this way, what kind of network should those folks join? Well, if I can preface before I answer that, say something else. I don't just cast a net over everybody and say, oh, you ought to be in my chamber. I talk to folks and see if it's a good fit. And honestly, in since August, since I've been doing this, there's some folks that just aren't a good fit. And I'll tell them that. I, you know, I thank you for your time. I hope your business goes well. I don't know that I can be of much assistance to you with the market that you have. 
And so I don't mind doing that. And that gets back to what Calvin was talking about, about the personalization of it. I'm not just going to go out and grab people and say, give me money to join my chamber. I want to make sure it's beneficial to them because I want them to be happy. They succeed. I succeed when they succeed. And if I just go grabbing people, that's not going to be a benefit to anybody. So, um, you know, the hotelier, for instance, you mentioned, well, granted, he's got a national market, but he also uh, makes money on renting out his rooms, his uh, conference rooms, his ballrooms, whatever he's got. And that's on a more local thing. That's typically not done on a national level. So that would benefit him to look at a networking organization mm-hmm. in that regard. Uh, the convenience store, again, uh, I would just have to sit down and talk with everybody and see if there's something that we have that would be beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. Um, Calvin, like your uh, if um, your flooring business, for example, if you, I can see why you would want to be in an environment that had access to a lot of people. They could meet you and sell your business. But um, um, if you were selling on a national level, why would you join a? Why would you want to join a network group? Let Let me answer your previous question and then roll into that. Um, when you bring up someone that's unique, like a convenience store uh, owner, there's really no business that's out there that doesn't prosper in one way or another by more people knowing about them. There's a common misconception, and, and it's, it's prevalent right now. People come in thinking logically. I'm looking for power partners. I can walk into a room. You know, I'm a banker. I'm looking for a mortgage lender. I'm looking for real estate people. I'm looking for high-end business owners. Uh, and this is unfortunately something you have to take at faith and at uh, trust value right now for me. Uh, that's, not, that's not the way networking works. Mm-hmm. Networking is rolling the dice. Networking is playing baseball. The difference between a 200 and a 300 uh, percentage hitter in baseball, one's not playing pro ball, and one's a superstar. And yet the truth is, one hit the ball two times out of ten, and one hit it three times out of ten. That's networking. It's not the person in front of me. It's the 200 to 500 contacts that he knows. I may speak to you about floor covering. However, it might be your wife you spoke to. She mentions it to her daughters that's coming from out of town, moving into a new location, and she says, I, I've got a new house, but the floors look terrible. Oh, really? My husband, Joe, just mentioned this to me. Mm-hmm. And they put us together. It is the strangest series of events. It's not a linear recommendation. We call it a pinball. And it bounces back and forth. And some of my largest 20 multiple thousand dollar uh, jobs come from friends of friends of friends where it just gets mentioned. And it never would have been mentioned if you weren't comfortable in what I did and how I did it. Trusted me and uh, thought I could uh, represent myself well. So networking is just rolling the dice. Um, one of the things that I've noticed over the years is, and I, and I don't know if it's a result of the economy or how the economy is transitioning, but um, the ratio of salespeople to someone who is actually there as a revenue generator trying to learn, the ratio has gone from like 3 to 1 to 5 to 1. And for someone like me, it makes me just not want to go. Is there? How do you guys handle that? How? What should a small business owner look for in a networking group to make sure that doesn't happen? Could Could you define what you mean by salesperson? Um, in my particular world, is a uh, uh, a software vendor trying to sell me something as a banker. 
Um, I'm there trying to uh, learn more about a piece of banking. Uh, but the people that are there are the ones that are trying to sell to me. Almost all of our members are owners of their own company. Okay. We do have some representatives of some larger uh, companies. Um, but I think we all fall under the salesperson category. Um, so it's Well, I mean, that's a, that's a topic we had for a, uh, another show is we're all in sales. Right. I get that. Right. So um, I got my fiance. <laughs> but, I, but I think, uh, I think what I heard you say that's interesting is that the, a networking group that's, if you're looking for it, try to make sure it's of fellow, uh, small business owners. Um, and this, you're kind of like-minded or you share the c same kind of interest. Is that, uh, is that a key, Mike? I, I think it can be. When I go to a networking event myself, and this is my opinion, this is not gospel, this is my opinion, um, I'm not trying to meet everybody in the room. I want to spend some time with people. We start talking if it feels like we've got some... Um, relationships starting to develop, then we spend so, some more time talking and then perhaps get together on a one-on-one -on -one basis. But I, I've been to some events where you've got folks and they're flying around all over the place and they're handing out things everywhere. And, you know, you know what they're there for and there's just really not a lot of quality coming from that. So if, if you and I met at a networking event, you and I would have a conversation. And I wouldn't necessarily be when I want it, I want to be trying to sell you anything. I would be asking you about your business. I would be engaging you to see who you are and what you do. And that would tell me if that's something that would, if I have something mutually beneficial for us. Okay. Um, you're listening to On the Money. This is Joe Moss, your moderator, and it's brought to you by Embassy National Bank. And we're talking with Michael Gifford of the National Business Chamber of Greater Gwinnett. And uh, also Calvin Kuhn, the consultant director for the North Georgia Business Connection. So we thank both of them for being here. And the topic is really why, why should I have to join a formal networking group And as a small business owner? I know that maybe uh, for some of us, that's kind of an easy question. For the others, it's not necessarily. And so we're trying to get... Uh, a little bit better feel for how you should spend your time and money as a company and, and what networking type of uh, um, operation. So um, I thank both of you all for being here. Um, I want to um, uh, talk about a normal chamber, business, uh, Gwinnett Chamber, for example, versus uh, Michael, your group. Um, Differences, similarities, pros, cons, should I join both? Uh, expectations as a small business owner, if you want to respond to that. Well, we do have people who are in our chamber who are in multiple groups. They're in multiple chambers and multiple networking organizations. And each one, again, has its own personality, probably defined by the leadership, I would su suppose. Uh, each one has its own function, its own uh, purpose and goals. So it's not unusual. I had one of our first members is actually in five other chambers, including a green chamber where they are focused on green environmental products. So there are all kinds of different organizations out there. So, uh, you know, it's, it's what the person is looking for. It's what the person is comfortable with, really. Okay. Calvin, you want to jump in on that? Uh, sure. And I'll, <clears throat> I'll just mention it's, it's refreshing 
uh, to hear Mike speak because a lot of those words are, are things I'm continually uh, uh, sharing with others. Um, we're a closed network. Closed network. Define close, a closed network. A closed network is a, an organization where only one business category can be represented. Um, ergo, I'm a flooring contractor. There cannot be another flooring contractor in my chapter. That builds uh, a, a lot of things. One of them is a, um, is a sense of uh, lack of urgency. I don't have to run around with a business card because I've got 18 seconds to meet you, greet you, and sell myself to you. Um, Mike's exactly right. In fact, I'll take it a step further. The secret to networking is not figuring out how to have even a win-win scenario. It's what can I do for you? If you attack it that way and you become a connector, and my whole goal is how can I help you? And if I can't help you, I do need to move along. I need to find somebody that, that I'm, I'm capable of helping. That starts the pinball machine. If I'm able to help you through human nature, you're going to find a way to mention it to someone else. Um, all ships rise when high tide comes in. It doesn't matter who you're helping, but help somebody. With closed networking, um, we don't have to have a fear or a worry that you know, someone's going to pop in in the next 30 seconds and, and, uh, and steal my, my, my new friendship away. Mm -hmm. So we, we develop loyalty. Um, we're kind of unique, and I could talk for hours about it, but I'll just say that the North Georgia Business Connection is unique. There are plenty of closed networking organizations out there. If you're a member of that, you can't be a member of us, okay? Because mm -hmm. in your loyalty is, you know, there's two flooring people who you're going to give the business to. Mm -hmm. So I've worked hard for you. I've learned about your business. I've represented you well. I've been a good steward of your information. So if you do have a flooring job, I'd, I'd like, you know, with a friend or a recommendation, I'd like to be the person that receives that if, if I've earned it. Um, with a closed uh, networking, um, that's usually it. That's your group. With North Georgia Business Connection, we have something called SubHub. And SubHub allows you to substitute for a member that's going to be absent at a different chapter. And you can go represent yourself and them at that chapter. Then we create something called co-competition because we've done something unique. Even though it's a closed networking organization, you can actually enter that other chapter if they have the same business connection. And we've developed something that's called co-competition. And instead of us all fighting to get the most that we can out of a pizza pie, when we get all that we can, we go ahead and make another pizza pie. Mm -hmm. And that's been our secret. We develop power partnerships with other people that do what we do. There's so much business out there. You couldn't have it all if you wanted it. And people just, if they'll take the greed out of it and try and do for others, it is very profitable. Um, Mike, talk about what I would call person-to-person -person networking versus social media networking. Um, what's more powerful? I think I know what you're probably going to say. I think I know what I believe. But there are some people that have thrown themselves at the social media thing and have kind of neglected the person-to-person -person networking. So why don't you talk – what do you think is the most effective? Well, in my opinion, and again with my years of, of working in Internet – and promoting people on the internet. And I do like LinkedIn. It's one of my favorites. As advanced as we ever get, I don't think we're ever going to go beyond the personal touch. And that's, I don't care how big we get, people still like to deal with somebody in person. They still like to look somebody in the eye, and they still like to shake a hand. Uh, that's me. I'm, I'm an old guy. I'm 55, so I'm over the hill, I guess. But 
uh, I still see the 20-somethings having that philosophy. They still like to have that personal contact. Calvin, what's the most of your business? Where does it come from? Social media, advertising, networking? Let me preface this with what Mike had said earlier. Uh, this is my opinion. Um, and I generally don't spout things I haven't researched or have personal experience with, but it's only my opinion. Um, I do differ with Mike on this. Um, we do have a, um, uh, a marketing department of record for the North Georgia Business Connection. There are obviously you know, advantages for, for promoting um, social, uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, but if I could give you some examples. Now, I believe it's who you're marketing to. That's what makes the difference. If it's a Generation X, a Generation Y, a millennial, you know, they don't even realize you can talk on a phone. And the last thing they want to do is have a conversation. Um, they, they grew up a, a different way than we grew up. Um, the age has a huge part to do with how the relationship's built. Some people are very comfortable building a relationship online. I am not. It's a face-to-face. -face. I want to see your eyes. I want to see the communication. Uh, I want to get the connection. But let me give you this example. Uh, LinkedIn, I saw an interview on Charlie Rose when it was first being rolled out years and years ago, and I thought, amazing. The whole premise, again, my opinion, the whole premise is you only get recommended by someone or, or to someone um, that was referred personally, someone that backs them up. And I thought, what a great idea. N not thinking I would be joining an organization that, that did that sort of thing. But now everybody on LinkedIn seems to have two, three, four, five, six hundred contacts. Angie's List. Mm -hmm. Angie's List. You go and sign up for Angie's List, and they're like, oh, these people you know, recommend this electrician. Or, In fact, the highest, uh, the recent electrician came in as the highest-ranked electrician on Angie's List is a member of the North Georgia Business Connection. But with Angie's List, you're getting referred by people you've never met before. And unfortunately, the person that was not happy from a plumber might be that person that could never be made happy. And the person that was thrilled with the painter really has no taste and doesn't realize it was a terrible painter. So you're being referred by someone you've never met before. You don't know anything about them or their standards. With, um, with networking, personal networking, you know Bob Smith, you know his family, you know what kind of person he is. And when he says this, word's, this guy's word is gold, then that's all you need to know. Um, in, your, uh, in, in your model, uh, a closed networking process versus... Um, Mike, you're open, however, you reserve the right after a time to decide whether someone fits or they don't. Um, are you limiting yourself by joining a closed network? That's uh, a is the network limiting themselves by only allowing, say, uh, like people or whatever? Don't we want to hear from a lot of different view, other floors, uh, you know, other people in the business? Um, and nothing keeps you from doing that. <clears throat> we don't set perimeters on you once you step out of our meeting. Um, our meetings last an hour and five minutes. We start on time. We end on time because we respect your time. We're very structured in that regard. Um, I would share what Mike had said. It's all relationships. Now, my personal preference is absolutely and only closed networking because – it's not the people in that room. Again, it's a common misconception. If I've got 25 members in that room and they know 500 people, they know 500 contacts, I can't even do that kind of math. You know, I could never do all of their business if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. There's a limitless supply. 
And yet, I have 25 people in that chapter, but I've got another 10, 15 in another chapter, and so on. We have about 170 members now. You multiply that times, you know, knowing three, four, five hundred people, it's, you know, tens of thousands of, of potential customers. So it's not a lack of a base of customers. And I think I can only get really personal with people I see on a weekly basis. We meet weekly, again, for an hour, and I build up a fantastic relationship. I've only been to one open networking, so I can't really speak to it, but it works for thousands of people across the country. Mike, let me ask you a question. You mentioned the gentleman that belonged to five different groups. Um, you know, I say this from personal experience. Is there a risk of too much of this that you spend so much time networking you forget what actually puts money in the pocket? That's possible, and I'm not sure why he is in all those different groups, to tell you the truth. I know he wanted to be in ours because of our focus on small business, and he is, is, he's a CPA, and he's focused on helping small businesses, mm-hmm. so that's why he wanted to be in ours. I'm actually meeting with him tomorrow. I'll ask him, why did you join those other ones, too? Um, and I come back to this because I, I built a consulting company with a partner of mine uh, back in the 90s and into 2000. And we got from, with just two people, we went from zero to about two and a half million in sales. And never, ever once did a convention. We never did any marketing. We all did it because we did really good work every single day of the year. And it was all uh, referral types of business. Um, We had a, a, we we decided we wanted to go to the next level. So we started spending a lot of money on conventions and marketing and everything. The business didn't grow that much. Um, and so I just wonder sometimes if the networking component, oh, I need to network, I need to network. Does it? How do you make sure that it doesn't take your eye off the ball, which is doing really good work every time you go to, go to bat? Sure, I think we both want to jump on that. <laughs> um. I'll tell you the quote that that I gave the builder that invited me three times to the North Georgia Business Connection. I said, I don't – this was in 2008. In 2007, my company, Southern Cal Flooring, we had just broke the $2 million uh, uh, um, uh, price barrier. Um, We we were very excited about that. 2008 hit, and my bankers went bankrupt on us. Uh, professionally and personally. So we had spent money on materials and labor. Darn bankers. Uh, darn bankers. Um, <laughs> did I say bankers? Builders. Builders. Oh, okay. My apologies. Okay. slip. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of bankers went belly up too, so hey. Well, I had some builders go go belly up on us. And you know what? My retirement was five years away, suddenly was gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the stock market crashed. Boom. The and rest the housing market went. I call it the perfect storm of financial woes. Yeah, I was there with you. Mike probably was, it, too. It, it was no fun. So when I got this phone call from this builder who was did not go bankrupt and invited me, I said, I can't afford to, to go networking. I need to make a living. After 20 minutes in that room, I realized it was just as simple as this. 20 minutes into it, they started passing the referrals. Referrals based on information they had learned about each other and had, you know, brought it up in conversation. They didn't go out and sell anything. But, when, you know, every, every single day people are asking about products and services. If you have a limitless supply of quality, who doesn't want to know a quality plumber? 
Who doesn't want to know a quality banker, a lender they can walk in, walk into a, and talk to the president of the bank? Priceless, priceless information. After 20 minutes, I saw about 15 referrals being passed back. Our referral value was roughly $1,000. It was $15,000 in business in 2008, and I literally got goosebumps. And I realized, although I thought I, I really was, was condescending towards that situation until I got there, I realized that I have been doing this my whole life, except I just had my mother and my sister representing me. Here were 20 business owners that were professional networkers that were asking, that were asking to be on my sales team. For a little over a dollar a day, hmm. I signed up immediately. It was four okay. and a half years ago. All right. Mike, you probably want to jump on the last thing I said, too, which was, uh, is too much networking take your eye off the donut, and how do you how do you keep from doing that? Well, you can – I get a, a list every Monday of all the networking events. I don't know if you get that one or not. But it's it's like if you were to print it out, it would take some paper, probably a half ream of your paper. Sure. Because they're all over Atlanta. So you're right. You could make, you could have a feast on networking events. If they all serve food, you could just you know have breakfast, lunch, and supper every day at networking events. I might go back there. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I just gave him an idea. Didn't yeah. I? <laughs> okay. Uh, but you're right. You can overdo it when. When I start, when I got here, I came to Gwinnett County in the 1st of June of last year. So two months later, I opened the chamber. I hardly knew anybody. I had to get to know people. I went knocking on doors. It's not my favorite thing to do, mm -hmm. to go cold call on folks. It's not their favorite thing for me to come or any salesman to come to their door. Right. Okay. So we did that route. I thought, well, let me try the networking events. And I started going to some of them. When you start a business... It's like, you know, like starting your car or shooting a rocket off the launching pad. All your, a lot of your energy has to go into that startup. And so I'm going to whatever I can to learn, uh, you know, to meet people. Now, I'm backing away somewhat from those other events because I'm starting to get some traction now. Uh, when people come to my events, again, the networking event with my organization, TNBC, is a very minor part of our plan. It's a very minor part of it. So you're right, you can OD on networking events. You cannot, if you're spending all your time doing that and not developing your skills and honing your skills and giving that good customer service, then what's the point of networking? Yeah, um, and I, I go back to the fact that, uh, um, you know, I've got uh, some, I've got, folks that I've dealt with in the business world that sound like they spend so much time marketing or not marketing, but networking, they forgot to do their work and you got to kind of rein them back in. Um, so I think it's, it's a, um, there, there's, you got to be careful with these things. Um, I want to go back to, you mentioned, uh, being able to feed yourself. Um, I ran into this, is a true story. I don't know if it's sign of times or whatever. I ran into a guy at the gym he was getting out of the back of an RV, small RV, and uh, I got to know him. That's where he lives. He went to a member. Uh, he joined a gym to get a membership, so he showers at the gym, sleeps in the RV, mm -hmm. and now I can tell him, "Hey, get the networking list, and you got free meals all day long that's too." Hilarious. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. That's hilarious, Joe. I want to I want to win you over to networking. Um, you're still predisposed to. Uh, some common cons, and really it depends on the experiences you've had. But um, Robert Kiyosaki, uh, author of uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I hope I don't mutilate his quote. He's got a f pretty famous quote out there. 
that rich people look for and build networks. Everyone else just looks for work. That's how important networks are. It really does make a difference. And, and if I could just share something a little abstract that's financially sound. It's not just the referrals that I'm going to get or the referrals that I give. And you actually get a lot more joy giving a referral to a great guy that, um, that you haven't been able to give a referral to all year because you know it's family and you know his situation. But there are intangibles that come with joining an organization. It's not much different than joining a club for social reasons, except we are a business meeting. The social part comes easily. Some of the intangibles are every week it's like going to a continuing education class. Every week we have two people stand up and they, they go a little into detail about their their particular uh, businesses. So I know more about plumbing and electricity and mortgage lending and mosquito repellent and banking than I ever thought I would. And that saves me real money. That's a good point right there. Uh, you do get a flavor for other people's businesses that affect you. Absolutely. I, I talk a lot of time to folks that don't understand banking. And what I tell them helps them understand their particular predicament what the other side might be thinking correct um well you know i took a i took a little bit different tack today i was playing uh, devil's advocate because i really wanted to hear from uh good networkers why what the role of networking should be in your small business all right here what i've learned today is that one person-to-person uh, -person networking and and word of mouth is so much more is better and more effective to generating revenue. Um, and, and two, um, uh, it's if you take the approach that you want to get involved in a network where you're helping other people, it can be very effective, very, very effective. And then find a group that, that fits your personality. Absolutely. If you're not a backslap slapper, you know, maybe a regular old chamber event wears you out. But if you want to go fun, you know, learn something new and meet new people and learn what they do, then there's a network group out there for you. And, and um, let's not just carried away with all this social media stuff and all this advertising stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, we got to remember that we got to do good work. Uh, and if you do good work, then you can start getting mouth-to-mouth -mouth and person-to-person and -person referrals, which is still, in my humble opinion, the most effective way to grow your business. So, um, Mike, I'm going to give you last word. Uh, what do you want to add here at the end of the show? little concluding thoughts. The big thing to me to be successful in networking and actually in, in business as a whole or life as a whole for that matter, but we're focused on networking and we've touched on it several times here, is be a good listener. Just be a good listener. When you, you go, Calvin touched on this, uh, go there to learn something. Go there to learn something about people, learn something about their business, learn something about yourself, learn how you can improve yourself. I, I've learned being here for this 40 minutes, 45 minutes we've been here, I've learned some things from both of you. And so be an active listener. Be a person who pays attention mm -hmm. and listens. And it's amazing you'll get... Uh, you know, the business will come, but you'll develop personally as well. Okay. Calvin, you want to have any last words? Um, just, <clears throat> I don't know why I didn't meet Mike earlier. It's like uh, hearing my own brain talk. Uh, 
and, and to your salesperson um, comments earlier, listening is the number one skill a salesperson can do. So we, um, we, we, we encourage that um, as well. Um, the personality that, that you are needs to mesh. Um, and sometimes, you know, we need to be chameleons and learn that if we're stubborn um, and we haven't been successful, maybe, maybe it's in the messenger and okay. we need to learn. Well, good. Well, thanks, both of you, for coming. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to the show today. Um, I'm like Mike. I'm like Calvin. I try to learn something new every day. I also try to help people every day. And through all that, uh, revenue will happen. It will happen. But most important thing I've always learned is try to do the best you can on every given little task that you're doing. So anyway, thanks for listening today. This is On the Money brought to you by Embassy National Bank. We'll be back to you again with another segment. And uh, as I say, every time at the end of the show, just be real careful out there. There are people that want your money. Uh, Be careful. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.